Okay, good morning, everyone. And welcome to Christ Church. If anyone is here for the first time, we want to welcome you specially. Um, it's always a joy and a pleasure to see everyone here on a Sunday morning. It's always a busy week for a lot of people. But you see, there's no amount of busyness that should take away God's place in our lives. Amen? God's place is number one. That's why he says, you will have no other God but me. You know, so anything that strives to take God's place in your life is dangerous. That's the least to say, it's dangerous. So don't allow anything to take God's place in your life. So let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you this morning, Lord. We are so grateful to come into your presence. You are the Father of welcome. Wherever we have been through the week, whatever we've experienced in the week, we come here, Lord, to worship you. It's all about you and not about us. And so, Father, Lord Almighty, we surrender to you once again this morning. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will fill our hearts and our minds with your presence. Holy Spirit, take absolute control of our lives. Fill us afresh. Renew us, O oh God, by your spirit and by your power. We pray, Father, Lord Almighty, everything we do this morning will be done to the glory and to the honor of your holy name. Thank you for everyone gathered here this morning. May we hear you speak to us, Lord, today. May we have fellowship with you as we have fellowship with one another. We pray, Father, for the empowering presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for all those who have taken this next step, Lord, to become members of this church. We are all part of your large family, the family of believers across the world. Bible says there's joy in heaven over anyone, O oh God Almighty, who turns to you. Lord, they have not only turned to you by faith, they have also, Lord Almighty, taken the next step to further identify with a local church. And we praise you and we honor you for them. And Lord, for those who have also taken that next step, Lord, to accept the calling to preach your word. We pray, Father, that the fresh anointing will come upon every one of them, Lord, today. That they will go out and be your voice, your ambassadors, your witnesses in the world. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. As we come, Lord, we pray that the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses will wash us clean, O oh Lord, and purify us and renew us by the power, Lord, that is in that precious blood. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. And may your name be exalted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First reading is from Isaiah 52, starting at verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into song of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. 
for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from here. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. The second reading is from Acts 11, 19 to 26. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Valencia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them of the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the people and taught the church, a great number of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you this morning because you are our Father our Father in heaven. You are the one, O Lord Almighty, who invites us into your family. Say, come unto me. And so, Lord, thank you, because we are family. And as we come and gather here this morning, we pray that, Father, that sense of community, of family, will be strengthened even the more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our theme for this morning says, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Well, a man thought he needed to increase the number of his family because his children kept asking him to get them some pets. And, you know, our daughter Sharon, (laughs) for years, kept asking us to get a dog. I said, yeah, that would be good, but (laughs) as it always goes... You will not be here all the time to take care of the dog. And I'm not sure I'll be able to do that. (laughs) Your mom works. I'm busy as well. So we're not sure this would be a good idea. And so we're not able to get around to get a dog. But this gentleman got two dogs. And they were watchdogs for the family. And what did he name them? Rolex and Timex. (laughs) Okay, at least I've made you laugh this morning. Now, it's important for us to know that as people of God, 
we don't just belong to this little church family. We belong to a very wide family of God across the world. Wherever God's people are meeting right now, they are all part of this large family. And whenever people move into a new community, that's what I do whenever I travel, even on holiday, I want to find where there is a church. If they're online, I look them up online before I even go there, you know? So I can imagine when people move into Swan Lake, like I had, you know, some of you say to me, I really searched your church up online and I found you. And I thought, yes, let me go and try and see how they are. And you have come, you have tried and seen how we are. And you said, okay, I think I have to take the next step. So well done. Let's put our hands together again for them. So we say welcome to the family. And that's what we do. We don't just want it to be a kind of, you know, quiet behind the door thing. No. Welcoming you is for everybody to celebrate the fact that you've taken the step. It's also for us to declare to everyone that you are part of our family. You are no longer, so there's something on our fridge that says, all those who come in here as visitors, we pray they will go as friends. And of course, those who come in as friends, they go as family. So that is something that when people move into a town, it's important. You know, some people leave and they don't really commit to a church family somewhere. No. Throughout scripture, you will find that believers always bonded together. They were not just like, today I'm here, tomorrow I'm there, next tomorrow I'm in the other church, and then they, you know, going about. No. To be a Christian is really to find your feet somewhere where you can serve with the people of God, where you can give everything that God has put in you to bless other people. Remember someone said, the church is the only charity, you know, that is uh, put together for the benefit of non-members. <laughs> you know, the, co the cooperative, their idea is that people who belong to the cooperative will be able to benefit from the cooperative. But actually, the church is always looking out to be what? A blessing to the world around us. And so when we read the scripture this morning of Acts of the Apostles chapter 11, if we started from verse 1, you will discover that Peter, the apostle, was called up in Jerusalem. And he was being questioned because Peter was sent by God to go to Cornelius, to go and preach the gospel. It wasn't his plan. In fact, for him to be able to take that step, God had to give him a vision of this, you know, mat that was laid from heaven and brought down. And on that were animals that he had never eaten before. And God says, rise, kill and eat. And Peter said, God, no way. I've never eaten anything like this. 
And God said, no, don't call anything curse that God has blessed. God was passing a message to him. I called you to reach out to the world. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the furthermost part of the world. Remember, it's like taking those steps again. You know, you are here in Jerusalem. He says, I'm sending you to Samaria. I'm sending you to Judea. I'm sending you to the uttermost part of the world. So Peter, for him to move from his comfort zone, God had to give him that revelation. And when Peter got that revelation and went over, in fact, before he went over, God gave him a vision. He said, people are coming to look for you. And actually, Cornelius sent people to go and get Peter. And so Peter knew that this was really God. And so he went. But the church in Jerusalem, they were not happy that Peter would go to the Gentiles. And they called him up. You are our boss. Why would you go to those people? Those people. Those people. Come on. God says, take the gospel across the world. And they are still thinking of we people and those people. That's not in the church. And Peter began to explain to them what happened. It was really hard for him to begin to explain that actually I didn't intend to do this. God made me do it. And then in saying that, he said, you know, the high point of this is when I was with these people and I began to pray, the Holy Spirit fell on them as it did to us. Wow. And so they knew actually that this wasn't just Peter. Well, God used it to open their own eyes. Now, but in the latter bit which we read this morning, we see someone called Barnabas. Barnabas is called the son of what? Encouragement. That's the name Barnabas. Or son of consolation. Or son of prophecy. Prophecy, bringing good news. And so Barnabas was someone who was always reaching out to people. When he comes to church, and there's someone he feels is standing by the side. He goes to the person, hello, how are you doing? Welcome to church today. It's fantastic to see you. Do you live in Swanley or do you live anywhere? And they want to know who that person is. Because they want the person to feel at home. That's the Barnabas spirit. Barnabas went out to draw Paul. Who converted from being someone who went out... Arresting and killing Christians. And then Saul had that encounter with God. And Saul became Paul. His life was transformed. But believers still did not trust him. They thought this was a ploy for him to come into the church and take advantage of them. And so Barnabas, the son of encouragement, was the one who went out to, 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 to Saul and said, Hey, brother, sister, you're welcome. You're part of us now. And he took Paul and introduced him to the body of believers. And the more he did that, the more Paul was being accepted. But we see here in this very chapter, you know, look at it, verse 25. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus. He took, made the journey. He made the effort for the church to be family. We each have to make what? The effort. 
it's not left for the minister alone. It's not left for the elders. We have three elders with one minister. <laughs> you know, so it, it is for the whole church to network. We have house groups. We encourage people to belong to house groups. That's where we meet as family in our little space. So Barnabas was this person who always went out to draw people in, to encourage people, to say, hey, don't worry. It might take time, but you're part of this family. He found him. He brought him to Antioch. Antioch is in current day Turkey. Now, you see, even in that scripture, that all of this was happening you know, in verse 22, news of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. And they sent Barnabas. So Barnabas was sent and Barnabas went to draw Paul in. So we are all sent by the Lord Jesus Christ to spread his love. What do we say we are as Christ church? How many of us have this um, news bulletin with us, the weekly one? Okay, good. If you see at the bottom of it. Can we look at it together if you have it with you? Because I want us to remind ourselves what our vision as Christ Church is. And if you've seen it, then if you're able, let's read together. It says, our vision is to make the love of Jesus clearly what? Visible to one another and to the world around us. That's who we are. To make the love of Jesus visible to one another and to the world. Jesus said, love one another. So we are called, we are a community of love. We are a community of believers who reach out to the world around us. We are evangelists. God has called us to spread the good news. No wonder in Isaiah 52, where we read, it says, how lovely on the mountains, how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of them who do what? Bring good news. Verse 7. How beautiful on the mountain at the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Amen. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. How lovely on the mountain are the feet of them who bring good news, good news, proclaiming peace, announcing news of happiness. That's what we proclaim, that the Lord reigns here in Christ's church. Amen. 
that the Lord reigns in our world today, irrespective of what the devil wants us to believe. And says, how lovely on the mountains. You are set on the mountains. The Bible says we are a city built where? On a hill. So how lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. If you read Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. He said, let your feet be dressed with the gospel. Amen. So when we say how lovely on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. It's about those who go about declaring the love of God. The gospel is still good news today. And so that's why it is lovely that you go about preaching, Andy and Brian. How lovely are your feet. But it's not only you, the whole church as believers. If we believe that we've been saved from sin and eternal death, we need to make sure we share that truth to those who are out there to believe with us. So we see there also in Acts chapter 11 that the believers bonded together. Fellowship is important in the house of God. When we say welcome to the family, we are saying you're welcome to this fellowship. We are shoulder to shoulder, hand to hand, you know, linked together, enjoying the warmth of fellowship with one another. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And so this morning, people of God, we're encouraged to be the church that the Lord has called. We are also a church that is full of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the few churches in the United Reformed Church where we speak in tongues and we are not ashamed of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we believe that the Spirit of God is still at work today. We still receive prophecies. Because we know the Spirit of God is still speaking. God is still speaking. And so the church is a place where the Spirit of God is alive. It's important for the Spirit of God to be let loose among us. Because that will happen in the times of the Bible. You know, all of these tell us we have to make space for one another. Because if you look at the beginning of our reading of Acts chapter 11, if you look at verse 19, it says, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen, you know, Stephen was stoned because of his faith, and persecution broke out after then. That's where Paul, you know, saw at the time, he was actually there when they stoned Stephen. So he got, he got a kind of, you know, courage to go more. And then he left Jerusalem. He was going to Damascus to go and arrest Christians. Remember, Damascus is still the capital of Syria today. The Bible is true. Amen. Damascus was the capital of Syria then. It's still the capital of Syria today. They left Jerusalem and went to a foreign land. But in that journey, he encountered the Lord. But as we read that scripture, it says that they travel as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, Antioch, 
Now verse 20. Some of them, however, are men from Cyprus and Cyrene. Cyrene is, is what is Libya today. It's Africa. Amen. Africa is in the Bible. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, get, I get, you know, frustrated when people say, you know, um, Christianity is a white man's religion. Fallacy. Hallelujah. You know, no. Christianity is God drawing the whole world to himself. The people who came to see Jesus as his birth, where did they come from? The east. Not from the west. <laughs> Hallelujah. But as the gospel was spreading from Jerusalem, it came into Europe. It went into Africa. Remember, you know, the, the Ethiopian eunuch who came to worship in Jerusalem. He already came to worship to, in Jerusalem. And when he was going back to Ethiopia, God said to Philip, go and meet that man. He needs the real gospel. Amen. Not just to follow the traditions of the Jews. And that man took the gospel back to Ethiopia and Africa. Hallelujah. So the gospel is to all the nations of the world. This nation, the United Kingdom, used to send missionaries across the world. China, Africa, America, everywhere. But maybe we need more missionaries here now. Because a lot of churches are closing. And you are that missionary. Amen. Who is that missionary? Good. Thank you very much. We are the missionaries that God is sending out today. But we come here to encourage one another, and then we go out to spread the love of Jesus. How lovely on the mountain are the feet of them who bring good news. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning because you've called us to be spreaders of good news. You've called us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, but beginning from our own Jerusalem, which is here in Swanley, which is here in Christchurch. We pray, Father, that everyone here will feel that they are part of this family, whether they are visitors or friends or family. Lord, everyone who comes through these doors, may they feel at home among us. May they feel that they belong. Let no one come here and feel that they are strangers. They are part of your family. And today, Lord, as we take that next step, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will anoint your children afresh and empower us to go and be your witnesses in the world where you have sent us. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let the people of God say, Amen.